0: There are other things happening that are way more important than the overturning of Roe versus Wade, which is why the media is focusing on Roe versus Wade. But let's talk about those other things. Kamala Harris makes an ass out of herself, and the border and drug crisis is hitting everybody. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey hey, this is Gene. Welcome to Back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh, you did not miss the podcast yesterday. I did. The um, my house was being inspected. I my home was being inspected. I had to clean everything up yesterday. Everything passed inspection and stuff like that. But I was really. I mean, I fell asleep this last night at eight o'clock. So I did get this written. I just couldn't get get the podcast done. I was just way too busy. So I apologize for that. Um, and yesterday I I, I had some big stuff here. So just an FYI, uh, today in Nor- in West Hollywood, Los a- in Los Angeles, California, they have officially defunded the police. Five people by a. Five council members, by a score of 5-3, to three, have decided to defund the police. So, Democrats just aren't figuring out. And if you've ever been to California, ever been to Los Angeles, you know West Hollywood. West Hollywood is a drug haven. It is a lot of crime over there, a lot of property crime over there, and now they basically are getting rid of the sheriff department. Well, good for them. Let's see how that works out for them. Something that I didn't talk about on Monday, which I really did want to talk about, was uh, on Monday they ruled that a football coach who prayed after his games on the field and was eventually joined by other players could not be fired based on the fact that he was praying. He was fired because he would go on a knee and he would say a little prayer and then he would get up off his knee and he would leave the field with the team. Eventually, the players would join him, and they would say a prayer with him. And uh, uh, soon, very soon, not only his team would join, but so would the players from the other teams would join. Now, one of the arguments, one of the arguments, was that the coach was forcing the players through example to join in the prayer. Uh, I believe that one of the players said, well, he felt that maybe he should go and 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 take a knee with the coach because everyone else was doing it i mean that's that's weak knees report he he never forced anyone to do this he admitted he never forced anyone to do it uh the school admitted he didn't force anyone to do it but it looked bad um the left the left is really trying to figure out. <laughs> how to deal with these things. They, they, the left has been shotgun blasted in so many different directions that they are, they don't even know how to be enraged anymore and how to argue against this stuff. And, and they're really having a rough time of it. I mean, you had the uh, gun control measure that was turned down. There was a union measure that was turned down. There was the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Uh, there's still a couple of, uh, I believe there's, this is the last week for the Supreme Court until till Friday when the session ends. There's going to be more uh, rulings this week, supposedly. Um, personally, the Roe versus Wade, the gun control issue, and the um, and this issue here were the biggest. But there's supposed to be more coming out. And the left is losing them all, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And by the way, this was the right call. The reality, you can't fire somebody because he's a Christian. You can't fire someone because he's taking a knee on the field and praying silently to himself. That is not a thing. And what's worse is this, this is the same group of people that have no problem... With someone kneeling during the national anthem and protesting silently, it's 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 just they don't know this was the whole deal. So so I went on um, Twitter and I'm looking for someone to really make comments. And of course, Roe versus Wade is still taking the headlines. Okay, it's still. It's constantly on the news. I'm hoping after a week it goes away because there are a lot of things going on that are far more important than this. Leave it to Fox News to be covering this. January 6th committee is turning into an absolute bomb. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. But um, so I did. I did find some people. And what they're basically arguing is. And it's the same argument they have all the time. Is they're arguing that if this was a Jewish or a Muslim person, um, the Supreme Court would have ruled that. Hey, uh, no, you you cannot pray on the field your Muslim prayers or your Jewish prayers. That's that's the big argument. There were three things on Twitter, the only ones that I was able to see, that actually made that argument. <sighs> Here's the problem with the left. They sit there and they throw an absolute hissy fit. For example, the Roe versus Wade decision, which I'm sure you've heard ad nauseum, they say that, oh, well, now they're going to overturn gay rights and they're going to overturn um, uh, contraception and they're going to overturn interracial marriage, even though the guy who said we should look at some of these rulings, and he he said we're not saying we're going to do that, but we should look at over at those rulings, is a black man who is married to a white woman. So, I mean, none of this stuff makes sense. And the other problem that the left has is they don't actually read these rulings. Now, this ruling for the football coach was only 75 pages. It really wasn't that long. And if they had read that ruling, they wouldn't have even tried to make this argument. Because in on page, I believe it was 15... No, 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 it's 23. On page 23, Neil Gorsuch wrote this in his opinion, supporting the football coach. Quote, teachers and coaches often serve as vital role models, but this argument commits the error of posting an, quote, excessively broad job description, end quote, by treating everything teachers and coaches say in the workplace as government speech subject to the government control." Garcetti, 547, U.S. at 424. There's a reason I bring that up. On this understanding, a school could fire a Muslim teacher for wearing a headscarf in the classroom or prohibit a Christian aide from praying quietly over her lunch in a cafeteria. So do you think any of these leftists that made the comment, if this was a Muslim or if this was a Jew, it would have been a different ruling? He is specifically citing a court case in which a Muslim woman was told to take off her hijab at her job. She refused to take off her hijab. They fired her. This went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that you cannot force a Muslim to take off her hijab at a workplace, that that is her right as a religious person to wear that hijab. It's the same with the yarmulke. So these guys, just if they had decided to read this, they would have seen he is directly referring to a Muslim, a case involving a Muslim and free speech and free practice of religion. Now, this shows a couple of problems with the left. First off, they don't know how to read. This is, they just flip out. They hear the ruling, well, we overturned Roe versus Wade, abortion is, well, no, did you read the ruling? That ruling is a little longer, but it is a there are three consents in that ruling and one dissent. Did you read them? If you had read them, you'd realize it's not being overturned. All oh, they simply say, let's throw it back to the states. If you read the ruling that Gorsuch wrote, you would realize, oh, it's not just Christians, Muslims. he's referring to Muslims too. This is the other thing that really bothers me. They assume that conservatives are just like them. That conservatives split people up into race and sex. We just don't do that. We don't care. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Jewish. And conservatives don't care if people are Muslims and Jewish. We never have. As a matter of fact, We are the most diverse conservatives and Republicans are the most diverse group of people out there. We have everybody in our group. We have blacks, we have whites, we have Jews, we have Muslims. I used to live with a Muslim couple because I rented a room from a Muslim couple. They were were dead in 2016. I watched the elections with them and I thought they were going to be left-leaning because they were Muslim. Because I have my stereotypes, I have my prejudices, and they turned out to be, no, they were far-right conservatives, and they voted for Trump just like I did, and we enjoyed the entire night together. We have the same religious views. You know, they're Muslim, I'm Christian, but the reality is, I, I also am anti, they were also anti-abortion, because Muslims and Christians, believe it or not, we may have different beliefs, but their Allah is my God. It's the same person, and the the lady that I used to live with, she was the one who explained this. That Muslim and Christians, they're basically the same thing. They just kind of split. She said the same thing with the Jews. She goes, I don't know why everyone hates Jews, because we just split off, and and we were we belonged. the 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 Torah is about the same thing. Well, you can't say the the Torah is the same thing as the um. Quran, it's not. But she said we were all we were all the same for a while, and then we split off, and then there was war and things like that, and then everyone began to hate each other. But she said, "They're the Jews are." She goes, "I have no problem with Jews." That's the kicker with conservatives. We're actually very diverse, but they believe we're all racist, bigoted, homophobes, and crap like that. When in fact we are live and let live. Conservatives and Republicans and Libertarians, we're all basically the same thing. Live and let live. Stop taking my tax money. Stop putting undue lives on us. By the way, that's probably why we're a lot happier than, than leftists. Leftists are always pissed off. Do you notice that? They're always screaming about injustice. They're never happy with anything. But here's the thing. This is the other deal. Living a moral life, being against abortion, being against crime, Supporting your fellow man. Right? Here's the reality. Kids are good. They're hard, but they're fulfilling. Family is good. I mean, the left hates kids. Family is good. Protecting, caring, raising, your, raising a family is good. It's hard, but it's fulfilling. The left hates the family. Believing in God within whatever religion happens to be the thing, gives hope. Following the rules of God, whichever God it happens to be, is hard, but it's fulfilling. Our country is good. We have a set of values in this country. And yes, those values sometimes are hard to follow. Those values are sometimes hard to explain. Those uh, the, the the, but our common goal within this country, is actually good. It's fulfilling. Yeah, the country has some problems. Uh, the country's had a, a very rough history. What country hasn't? But I'll tell you one thing: I pity the hopelessness of the left. And I do understand. I do understand why you hear crap like this when you when you have Roe versus Wade.
1: Overturned.
0: I'm sorry, I do pity her because this is one hope. These people are hopeless, angry, pathetic human beings. But remember this that also makes them dangerous and you can't let them go for a second. Okay, so I've been, um, okay, sorry. I, I had to go off on that rant. I know Roe versus Wade was a big deal. And you can tell, I spent 15 minutes on that because I thought it was that important. And that's one of the reasons why it, it busted my chops not to do the podcast yesterday. I really wanted to do it yesterday, but I just was so busy. Okay, well, we had one big Kamala-ism, this week (laughs) Kamala has been chosen to be uh, abortion czar and this is great for a couple of reasons first off when she leads something it nothing gets done so in this case I really don't want anything to change Roe versus Wade is overturned I'm happy let it stay overturned so if she's the abortion czar we can guarantee nothing now she's also the border czar which I don't think is good Then she hasn't done anything there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And we're probably going to run long today because I'm just motivated. Uh, The other thing is she needs to talk to the media about this stuff. And she she is entertaining as crap when she talks because she is so freaking stupid. Matter of fact, AOC did a a three-segment deal on um, one of the late shows last night. And we're going to do that tomorrow because she's she's an idiot, too. And by the way, the Democrats are now pushing her to run for president. Good. Let her run for president. She is as entertaining, if not more entertaining than Kamala, because AOC is dumber than Kamala. So the stuff that comes out of her mouth would be great. So it was it would be fantastic if she ran. So um, anyway, Kamala did a interview with Dana Bash from CNN. And it was an absolute disaster. Uh, And everyone thought it would be. And it turned out, yes. And I swear to God, this gal, if I... I, This is why everyone is quitting Kamala Harris. She doesn't listen to anybody. She doesn't prepare at all. I mean, this is one of the complaints of the... And you could tell in this interview. She said some things here like, "Uh, I can't believe you would say that, Joe Biden, if he was awake, would have flipped out. If he was awake and, and, you know... Sentient, he would have flipped out upon hearing what she said. So the first question she's asked is why the Democrats who control the House, Senate, and Presidency didn't do anything to codify codify Roe. Her response is actually funny, but quite true. Listen. What do you say
2: to Democratic voters who argue, wait a minute, we worked really hard to elect a Democratic president yeah. and vice president, yeah. Democratic-led
1: House, yeah. a Democratic-led Senate. Do it now. But do what now? Uh, what now? I mean, we we need, we listen, what we did, we extended the child tax credit for the well, first year. Well, I'm sorry, year, when I say right? do what, yeah. do it now. Yeah.
2: Act uh, legislatively to make
1: abortion rights legal. We feel the same way. Do it now. Congress needs to do it now in terms of permanently putting in place a, a, a clear indication that it is the law of the land that women have the ability and the right to make decisions about their reproductive care. And the government does not have the right to make those decisions for a woman.
0: Okay, I know this is a flub by her and I know that. She just didn't listen to the question. You could tell, by the way, she said, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. She wasn't listening to the question. But the question, do what, is exactly the question she should have asked, but she should have listened to the question and actually asked that question. Because essentially, um, there's nothing they can do now. Congress cannot codify Roe. The Supreme Court has already said you cannot codify Roe. The federal government has no right to do this. The Supreme Court said abortion is not in the Constitution. They were wrong when they ruled in nineteen seventy-three with Roe v. Wade. They were wrong with Casey in nineteen ninety-three with Casey versus Planned Parenthood. And if they if the government decides, the federal government decides to codify Roe, they'll be wrong then too. It's going to be a state issue. The federal government is done. The House and Senate cannot come up with a law. The president cannot sign a law. So her question, her question, do about what, is actually a very good question, even though it was a complete flub. So even though that I'm going to deem that Kamalaism, it actually wasn't a bad question. It wasn't a bad answer. Okay, here's Kamala being asked about the elimination of the filibuster. And her response is not only wrong, it's kind of cowardly. Let's listen to that.
2: As the vice president, as the president of the Senate, do you have a position on... I know you don't have a vote on it, but do you have a position on whether the filibuster should be eliminated?
1: I think the president has spoken
2: on that issue. And he said more, he kind of left the door open. Is this
1: where he was leaving the door open to. I think that he has been clear about where we stand on on this issue of reproductive health and what the president and our administration have within our toolkit to do. And so, so far, that's what we've been pursuing.
0: She is such a lousy speaker and she is such a coward. And all she did, she never answered the question. She asked her, her personal opinion about it. And she just looped it back. And by the way, um, what are exactly are you pursuing? You keep you keep saying, "Well, we're pursuing to do- well, I mean, you can eliminate Roe versus Wade again is dead. You're you're not gonna. You're not go- eliminating the filibuster is not going to change anything. And I'm not sure you're going to get it even if you eliminate the filibuster. But here, but the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden has already made it very clear. He is again, and Dana Bash says basically, uh, oh, he's kind of left it open. No, he hasn't. He's made it clear he's against eliminating the filibuster. And he made it clear even last week he's against packing court. He said both things. Now, maybe he wasn't sentient at the time. But my guess is that was the only time he was sentient when he said, yeah, no, I'm I'm not for that. So I don't know what open door they're talking about. He never left that open. And she, at Bash, asked Kamala, what do you think? And of course she can't answer it because she's for eliminating the filibuster, but she can't say that because if she says that, that means she's actually for dismantling the government. That is dumb. Here is Kamala being asked about gasp. And by the way, she didn't know this question was coming. She didn't know the ending the filibuster or the packing of the court wasn't coming and she could have a better answer prepared. I am bet my left arm that she already had the questions. Okay, so let's go. Here's Kamala being asked about gas prices and what can be done. Uh, This is uh, done about gas prices. Uh, I, I think she also mentions inflation here. But uh, this is a true Kamalaism. listen to her.
2: Is there anything else you can do to help bring down the cost of gas? Yeah, well,
1: first of all, let's just say that this is this is a very real issue and um, we have to do something about it. And it's one of our highest priorities as an administration. Her
0: answer is to do what they can do about gas prices is that they have to do something. Really? What we have to do is do something. That's your answer? Really? This is a horrid answer. And I'm sure she got a lot of crap for it. Because it shows the Biden administration has no idea what to do about gas prices without going against their ideology or against their base. To lower prices, it's really simple. There needs to be drilling within the United States. The president of France, Emmanuel Macron, said told biden on camera at the g7 uh, last week that he needed to cre- that they cannot create any more oil that saudi arabia opec europe they cannot uh, manufacture or they cannot manufacture any more oil there is no more oil that the u.s needs to start dr- drilling of course it fell on deaf ears Or not really deaf ears, but Biden, of course, probably uh, jet lagged and just, you know, completely non, not there. I mean, there was a video online that's going around where Joe Biden is just standing there and he just looks completely lost. But this is a terrible answer. And I'm sure the Biden administration, whoever's running the government right now, they're just slapping their head like, oh, my God, here's Kamala being. and, And by the way, by the way. Uh, it's our top priority. I thought abortion was your top priority. In a second, we're going to hear how inflation is their top priority because that's what this next question is about. Listen to this one. This is <laughs> my God.
2: Now in- inflation is is really high. Are you concerned about a recession? The administration said um, that they weren't weren't that worried about the in- about inflation, and then
1: that changed. I think that there can be no higher priority then what we have been clear is our highest priority, which is bringing down the cost and the prices as much as we possibly can. And we will stay focused on that.
0: Again, another inflation is another top priority. So you got Roe versus Wade. You've got the war in Ukraine. You've got, uh, what else? Um, You've got gas prices, and now you have inflation. All top priority. Nothing's getting done, mind you. Uh, And she was the border czar, so you would have assumed the border would have been a top priority. That's coming next. We'll we'll get to the border in a second. So, yeah. And by the way, she doesn't answer the question. You know, she just kind of goes around, dances around the question. Do you know why she doesn't answer the question? Because the right answer would have been, yes, there's going to be a recession. That is the only way they're going to bring inflation down. Why? Because a recession, people lose their jobs. And when people lose their jobs, they don't have the money to spend, which gives businesses the time it needs to manufacture goods and get the um, to get and get the uh, supply chain going and they can make goods. And hopefully the recession ends when demand meets up with supply. So what they're counting on is a recession doesn't go into a depression where there's there's no supply and there's no demand. They're hoping that maybe demand will go up to where supply is. So, again, it's a balance. The whole inflation is a balance. Right now, we have high demand, not enough supply. A recession will reverse that. There'll be lower demand and higher supply. And they're hoping that somehow that recession will hit a balance. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So... This is the worst response, uh, Kamala. And again, we're going back to abortion. But I saved this for last because it is just... This is out of straight out of A. Huxley's Brave New World. I say Aldolis A. Huxley instead of Aldolis because I can never pronounce his first name correctly. But this is straight out of Brave New World. And here she is. She's talking about abortion. So
1: listen. When we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. First of all, if you are a parent of sons, do think about what this means for the life of your son and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have.
0: Now, you might be asking, what does this have to do with Brave New World? She's basically saying abortion changes the way men will react. It's not just going to affect women. In other words, what she's saying is that Boys can't just stick their penises into everything, because now they gotta worry that moms could or the woman could get pregnant, and he's now stuck taking care of a baby. In other words, she supports hedonism. How about this? I, I believe the same thing. This does affect boys. It should affect boys, because you just got, you just fathered a child. But they don't want to do that. This is about this is another thing that makes the left just miserable when it comes to this stuff. They support this hedonistic view of the world. You should be able to spread your legs and stick your penis in anything you want, anytime you want, with no consequence. That is exactly what was happening in Brave New World. And if I, I swear to God, if you have not read Brave New World, You need to read Brave New World because in a brave new world, children are seen as a commodity. They're seen as things. As a matter of fact, all of the population are seen as things that are there to support the government and make the government grow. And she's actually saying that here. You know, I. I don't understand. I mean, they grow kids like crops in Brave New World. That's a lot like abortion. You can just sit there and kill a kid because the kid's not relevant. In California, you're going to be able to kill kill the kid for the first 30 days of its life. It could be born and you can abort it. Of course, normal people don't see that as abortion. They see that as infanticide. But yeah, no, that's not a thing. Okay, uh, if you have not read Brave New World, I mean everything in Brave New World is happening today. The indoctrination of children where they actually teach kids how to have sex during school, that's happening today. The uh, SOMA, the drug that people are required to take, that's happening today with drug legalization. The um praying to the government. That's happening today. Look at abortion. Abortion has become a religion. The leftism is the religion. They hate Christianity because it actually competes with the leftist religion. Okay, I got to move on. I got to move on. So she did. It's great. I, I can't wait to, to hear her because I've got to get this story in. So last week we talked about Uh, that the United States had a record 240,000 illegal alien confrontations in May. Highest ever. And to give you an example of how bad that is, in all of 2020, there were a total of 400,000 apprehensions. In all of 2020. And Trump had problems in the beginning. He had to really... In 2019, 2017, he was breaking records all over the place, and he had to go in, and he had to fix it, and he did. But we had over half of the number of apprehensions in May that happened in all of 2020. Now, with the borders that are so wide open, there are huge problems that come with all these illegal aliens crossing unfettered. Not only for the people of the United States, but also for the people that are crossing. On Monday, a tractor-trailer was found in San Antonio, Texas. In the truck, there were 60 illegal aliens. 50 of them were found dead. I think that's even gone up to 51 right now. Or they died at the scene. 50. This was the largest death toll from human smuggling in United States history. The weather was between ninety and a hundred degrees out there. They were kept in this in a trailer of the tractor trailer. No heat, no air conditioner, no water. Most of the victims were from Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala. They were men, women, and children. Sixteen people were taken to the local hospital. I believe one or two died there. Three people have been three drug smugglers have been arrested. Of course, the media has completely ignored this. This is and and they should they, they, they want to ignore this because the reality is this is far more common than they make it out. A lot of illegal aliens are dying by police chases. They get killed while the police are chasing the smuggler. Children are being left alone by coyotes and are dying in the desert. There's film of this. People are drowning in the Rio Grande. There's film of of this. People are dying of exposure while they figure out how to get, because they come to the United States, if they don't get caught, they have to figure out where to go. They don't know where to go. And so they basically just hide out someplace and then they end up dying of exposure. There's film of this. People are being killed by the cartels because they can't pay them once they cross the border. There's film of this. This open border policy that the Biden administration is supporting is not compassion. It's cruelty. You have a very high chance that you will be trafficked, sex trafficked, or uh, through labor. There's a high chance these people are going to die there's a high chance these people are going to be killed. Now, I'm no fan of illegal immigration, but that does not illegal aliens, but that does not mean I want them to die. Can you think of a more horrid de- horrid death than being cooked in a tractor trailer? Those three guys, and matter of fact, I'll go a step further. Anybody who traffics human beings, those people should be prosecuted, convicted, and then killed. They should be put to death. They are no better than a murderer, a rapist, or a child abuser. They are the lowest forms of human life out there. Because those three guys, they didn't give a damn about the 50 people. As far as I'm concerned, they committed murder. Ugh. But there's more than just illegal trafficking that's a problem. You know, people sneaking out the border, there's drugs. Two people, Jose Zendejas, who was 25 years old and Benito Madrigal, 19, both living in Washington, were traveling through California and were arrested in a traffic stop. And in their car, in, in, this is Tolera, California, in their car, they found over 150,000 fentanyl pills. Investigators seized 150 packages of 1,000 fentanyl pills each. It's worth about $750,000. And that amount of fentanyl could kill up to 2 million people. Now, that's not the worst of it. Don't forget, this is California. The worst of it is these guys were booked into jail and then released. They are not even in jail anymore. And they were not just released on bail. No, 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 no. They were released on their own recognizance. What do you think's happened to those guys? They're gone. They're never going to see them again. These two that are dealing drugs, again, drugs that have killed over 100,000 people last year, are just not even considered criminals. They're considered Their crime is considered peaceful, not a violent crime. And we know where the drugs are coming from. We know who's making them. We know the exact ports. We know the guys who are running this whole thing. China and Mexico, the cartels in Mexico. I think, personally, it is seriously time to declare... A clear and present danger against Mexico and China and allow the military to do their thing. And that means bomb the ports where that stuff is coming from. Bomb the ships where that stuff is coming from. And with the clear and present danger, you don't have to do it. You don't, you don't have to do it um, via an actual military strike. You can, but you can also do it via the CIA, special forces. You can do it quietly. I don't know why no one's doing this. And by the way, that's not just the Joe Biden thing. Joe Biden's biggest problem is he won't close the border. But Donald Trump could have done this too. uh, People were dying left and right under Trump also, under Obama, under George W. Bush. This was all happening. I think George W. Bush would have handled it a little better than Trump, actually, because George W. Bush actually is very, how shall we say, warmongerish. But it's not just that, government. It's, it's it, they won't do it. I don't know, but the the government just doesn't care. They just do not care about people, and that doesn't stop there. People are crossing the board that want to phys, uh, border that want to physically kill us, according to the Washington Times. Border Patrol agents nabbed fifteen people at the southern border in May who were on the FBI's terrorist screening database showing the free-for-all along the U.S.-Mexico boundary is unabated. The number of people on the terrorist watch list caught crossing the border is a record for any month equaling of all of 2021, and more than a Border Patrol found from 2017 to 2020 combined. And by the way, um, there were 47 others that were caught this year. So you've got 15 you got 47 plus this 15 you're talking 63 terrorists have been crossing the border. By the way, the those 47 that I just told you about, the head of DHS, Mayorkas, yeah, he has no idea where they are. He was specifically asked that in Congress. And he said, "Well, I don't really know where they are." Well, what do you mean you don't know? Well, they're they're being held. Well, where are they being held? How do you know they're being held? The the presidency the president seems to have no problem releasing illegal aliens. How many and here's the other thing, if you're talking 63 have been caught, how many haven't been? Because you can bet those terrorists, they've got money. And they want to make sure they get into the country. This is scary stuff. And, and, and is there any question that our open border is a problem? And I can't wait. It, you know, it's June's coming to an end tomorrow. And then we're going to find out how many illegally crossed this uh, this month. Because I got news to you. I guarantee you it's probably going to be higher than 240,000. You know why? It's getting warmer. People can't cross during the winter because the, the river, the uh, Rio Grande is too high. The weather is bad. Leaves a lot of chance for ex- being dying because of exposure. So I can't wait to see what the numbers are going to be like in June. Okay, so I ran a little long. It's too bad because I I have some more. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Hunter and Joe Biden, depending on what happens today. Uh, Hunter and Joe Biden. If Joe Biden is not investigated, this is such irrelevance, what they're doing with the January 6th committee. Because Joe Biden, there is now physical evidence that Joe Biden knew about Hunter Biden's, uh, Hunter Biden's dealings with China. It's now confirmed, and how people are ignoring this, I don't understand because it just shows you that our president is compromised. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Gene, and you listen to dumbasses talking politics.